Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining on the show today is the one and only Don White with Core Excellence out of Montreal, Quebec. Don, how are you doing today? Happy Friday. Hey, after that intro, I'm doing great. It's Friday, it's sunny, and I got a great intro. We're on, we're rolling now. That's it. That's it. Look, we're excited to have you on. And uh, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on with Core Excellence, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Well, okay, so if we start why I wanted to get started in the first place, let's go way, 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 way back when I was in my early 20s. And then I had quite a few family members that were came down with different types of cancers and everything like that. And it kind of just opened my mind. It's like, okay, there's got to be more to it than just like wait around to get sick and then take a bunch of medication, hope it works. Most often it doesn't, you die and then you move on. So it made me really want to get into it. And that's when I started getting into the health and the training and you know, I was an athlete when I was younger, martial arts, football, hockey. Um, my dad was a hundred meter sprinter for Jamaica back in the day. So obviously athleticism uh, was in our family. Um, my dad used to wake up and make us carrot juice every morning. So there was that health concept there that uh, from, from a very young age. And I think from way back when it was just to help as many people as possible, whether it be through training, nutrition, and we know that if you put the training and nutrition together psychologically and emotionally, you're a little more sound as well. So that's going back, we're going to say 30 plus years. And then it just kept evolving, evolving, evolving from there. I love it. I love it. And let's take a deeper dive into core excellence here, Don. Um, so, you know, bare bones basics here. How many members are you guys at currently? I'm going to, I'm going to throw a number. We go anywhere between 200 and 250 active clients. Uh, in the summertime, we're very fortunate. We get about 50, 60 off season athletes that come in. So when most gyms are a little quiet in the summertime, we're actually at our peak in the summertime, uh, primarily hockey, some basketball, skiing. Um, and then in the wintertime we have soccer. So we're very fortunate to that, to have the I guess the, the athletic component being added on to our everyday clients, even though we do train our everyday clients on an athletic base. So we're not the typical big box gym with leg extension machines and everything. We have squat racks, we have Kaisers, dumbbells, kettlebells, and we have turf and sleds. Let's go. I love it. I love it. That high intensity stuff. And so now I'll use myself as an avatar here, Don. And so mm -hmm. if I came in and I was like, Hey, I'm ready to rock. I want to get started. What would I then have to pay to become a member? So we don't have a membership per, day, per se. It's all a pay as you go. So I usually screen clients that come in. Uh, then from that, we decide whether they need to visit our, we have a sports medicine clinic. So is there anything uh, like limitations that you might have with regards to injuries or something else you're coming in? Uh, when you say you're ready to rock, you're ready to go. What does that mean for you? Are you here to lose weight? Are you here to build muscle? So I got to break that all down and make sure you're channeled to the right person. Do you need to go see Kayla for nutrition? Uh, do you need to go see Aura in the clinic? Uh, she's our clinic director to look at any past injuries or some movement impairments that you might have that's gonna prevent you from getting going. So we kind of break it down and then from there, we send you into a group. Uh, group training is all per session based. Uh, we don't have a, a monthly 
fee per se. That's always worked for us. I know uh, I speak a lot with PDG, uh, Eric Cressy, and uh, they guys have, they have a monthly membership that works very well for us. The pay as you go works very well for us. And that's what we've been sticking to for the last like 14 years. Wow, totally. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's working, don't fix it, right? <laughs> right. not broken either. So I love it. I love it. And so on the topic of clients here, Don, for you guys, what has been the best practice for finding new clients? I think it's been a mix. Um, you know, like I'm very fortunate, like somebody asked me the other day, um, I have these three women that train in the morning and they call them the Amazons. It's just because, you know, they have uh, two have three kids each. The other one has four kids each. They're very lean, very strong. They run like the wind. Uh, mid 40s. Uh, one is pushing 50 and they're in great shape. And I said, well, the eldest one, I've been training her for 22 years. So I think that's another thing, right? So consistency is key. If you can hold on to a client that long and keep them evolving, like there's no better billboard or no better marketing than that right there. And I think before we run and try to get people in the front door, make sure you're holding people from going out the back door with quality service or a quality product. So I think that's what we definitely have is uh i think we have a quality product as i have a lot of long-term clients and i think when people come in and they see that they say okay i must be in the right place if these people are taking care of these fitter individuals for such a long time yeah 100 percent. and i think uh to touch on that it, it, the the big reason for retention is going to come from fulfillment right and right. if you're fulfillment and strong as it is that's when your ltv increases and then also i mean as you know with great fulfillment comes references so it's going to grow your marketing in that sense right so it serves you well there but also in tenfolds by growing the ltv so when you say lifetime client i mean that's literally 20 years plus as a lifetime well, you know it's just ltv is like oh three years six years and that's like a lifetime client for some wow. people but we're talking 20 years I mean, <laughs> yeah that's I impeccable think, uh... so Somebody asked me the other day, and I think I have eight clients that I have been training for over 15 years. So that's uh, definitely, uh, you're talking LTV. There you Something go. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, no, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. And so let me ask you this, Don. It's a little bit of tough. Maybe a tough question. Maybe it might not be. But um, for you, let's say leads, traffic, clients were unlimited, and you could have it coming in consistently. Hypothetically speaking here, how much can you handle? How much higher can you go? Well, listen, I say if you went back to 2019, we were flying um, and we had more than enough staff. Um, and like I said, right now, I was talking to Kara the other day when we were speaking is like I, my goal is not to get a bigger facility. My goal right now would be more to do more satellite things like we have. Um, we work with a triple A soccer association. So it'd be have a couple of coaches trained there. Um, one of my coaches are very good with basketball training because basketball strength and condition is in its infancy right now, right? Everybody thinks to get better at basketball, you just got to play more basketball. Um, so that's starting to develop. So one of my coaches is very good at that. So maybe to have him work with an association, instead of me getting a bigger infrastructure and having a larger overhead, it's better that we have little satellite operations and I could place coaches there. But the biggest limitation through COVID and post COVID now is finding staff. So that, that's another challenge that we're being met. But 2019, we were definitely heading in the right direction and I'm um, hoping to get that back soon when people want to start working again. <laughs> totally. I think it's everybody says pre COVID, post COVID, but are we even post COVID at this point? Oh, no. Yeah. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> so 
awesome dynamic. Now let's take a step back here and let's discuss leads a little more. So if I was a lead again, I'll use myself. And if I came in and maybe I, I like the facility, but maybe I'm not ready to join just yet. So do you guys have a specific sales process in place? Um, and if not totally okay, but talk to me about that client journey to then from being interested to being sold to then being onboarded. What does it look like for, for core excellence? I think um, often, like even with my marketing girl, she says, I don't, people need to taste core excellence to understand core excellence. Cause I think when they walk in, they think it's like a CrossFit facility, um, which we're far from that. Um, so I think often enough, and that's what she's uh, started me going. I never like to give anything for free before, um, but she says, listen, Don, give the assessment, uh, throw them in a workout. And then once they taste that, because she trained, she used to train with us as well. Uh, my marketing girl, she still does. Uh, she's pregnant now. And she says, your, our attention to detail, you don't see anywhere else. So I think once people feel that, I think that's what's going to keep them or want, make them want to stay with us. And then, so give them that free workout, have them taste what core excellence is all about, what the process is about, what the system's about. And then they're usually in. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to say our retention is pretty good, you know? but we just got to get them in and show them how different we are from the other training facilities or gyms. Yeah, I like that. I think showing them the value of what they're going to receive prior to them signing up is what's going to build that trust as well, realistically, because right. the fact mm -hmm. that they can come in with, you know, no obligation, kind of just come in, try it out. And if you like it, we're here. Not totally good. So the no pressure as well. I think one thing that uh, a lot of gyms don't realize, especially in the corporate world, it's, you know, people run from things that chase them. So if you're chasing them to be like, Hey, sign up now, sign up today, one time off, or like, it's like, okay, yeah. like psychologically, you're going to be like, I don't know, no, no. Peace out. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> so I, I love that method there. And I think, uh, uh, I think you said that you didn't like doing the free stuff prior, right? That's what you mentioned. No, I didn't, uh, to be honest, because I always said Understand that. So. Yeah, I, I used to think it devalues your product, right? But if it's like a constant 50% off for the whole month, I understand. If you're giving like one free workout, then, and sometimes you don't even need to offer that because often you say, you know what, why don't you come try? And they'll say, yes, you don't even have to offer it to them free. And then next thing you know, they're in and they're paying and they're, and they're rolling. Uh, the one thing that we, one of our limitations, and I was just talking to uh, my, the girl that takes care of our nutrition the other day. I don't think we put up, like we use social media and we, yes, we're going to put up people training and so on and so forth. Right now in the summertime, it's very athletic focus or athlete focus because there's a lot of them in. I don't think we put up enough testimonials and that's something that we're going to start working on as well. Um, because I think a lot of people, if they can relate to a certain story, that's going to make them want to come and try to have that same experience as in the testimonial. So I have our nutrition coach who does very well with her nutrition coaching, but she's always uh, worried that um, she's not giving enough. So, you know, she's like, and I said, but you have so many testimonials Well, people are saying, look, they're sleeping better. They're this. Yeah, but they came to me to lose weight. I said, yeah, but if they're sleeping better, the weight loss is probably going to come next. So I said, why don't you just roll on that, you know? And I think all those testimonials are another thing. It's like my long-term clients also, right? Uh, I think it, it, it has the same, it bodes the same service to the quality of the product that you're offering. Yeah, a hundred percent. You get it right on the head. You take the words out of my mouth literally. So and, and let me ask you this, this Don, this is a little bit of a, of a, of a longer question, a little bit of a, of a bigger question as well. And um, if, if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. So, you know, in, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about 
three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Don, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Hmm. Um, interesting question. Interesting question. Maybe lead generation, sending more people, and that's what she's working on right now. Um, that's why we actually started doing some Google promos and stuff like that. And um, she's doing some Facebook and Instagram uh, promos right now. It's just to get more people in the door. Like, again, like I said before, she feels that once people taste it or see it, they're going to commit to it. So I think the lead generation, definitely the retention, I think we have that down pat. Um, maybe not in the same, like you say, like keep them longer and get them to buy more. I think it's more keep them longer so that they'll entice other people to come. So maybe that's my uh, retention um, strategy, but definitely lead generation, getting more people to come in the door right now. That would be it. Yeah. Well, and Don, let me just say this before we even continue. I appreciate the honesty and transparency because I think oftentimes people get on air and they, 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 they want to flaunt for lack of a better term. And I think uh, the fact that with your success already, and you can be honest in the fact that, you know, you can still improve in some places. I appreciate that. The viewers appreciate that. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a big eye opener for a lot of people. So thank you for that. Um, and last two questions for you, Donna, which are my two favorite questions. You know, um, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to hear if there's anything more, of course, by all means, I hope I'm not getting you to repeat yourself here, but what's the bigger picture? What's the, what's the goal? What do you guys want to accomplish down the road? Cause I know you said you mentioned with the, uh, the satellite stuff, but is there anything else outside of that? You know, to be honest, it, again, it's just to try to help people. Listen, definitely after COVID, I think, uh, the fitness industry definitely has taken a hit, um, one financially two reputation wise, because uh, I think fitness has always almost been put on the back burner. Like, okay, it's not so important because we're going to have a vaccine or a, me a medication or whatever. And I think that's sad. I think we have to rebuild that. Um, I know I, I shouldn't mention the COVID word, but like it's two years into it and I just got COVID and everybody's like, oh my gosh, Don, you're not vaccinated. You're going to get really sick and so on and so forth. And I didn't. And maybe I'm just lucky, but now people are actually saying, okay, so what did you do that you didn't get that sick? And I'm saying, okay, finally, wait, wait, wait. There's, some, there's actually something positive coming out of this week other than me staying home. Um, so I think we have to rebuild that and show people how important health really is. So it's not a look, you know, you could be skinny and still be metabolically damaged. Um, you know, I think we need to be more metabolically sound. I think we've got to educate people on that. It's not just about lifting weights and looking a certain way. It's about being healthy inside and healthy mentally also. Um, so I think that bigger picture is just to try to help as many people as possible without overextending yourself. Because then when sometimes when we overextend, uh, the quality of our product diminishes. And I don't want to ever do that also. I love that. I love that. And last question for you here, Don. You know, um, and I'm kind of curious to see what you're going to say. You've been in here for a little while. You've been in the game for a long time. You know, if, if you can go back in time to when you first started your gym and you could speak to yourself now and you could talk to your to the old young Don back then and be like, hey, yeah. but you're still young, man. Don't get it. Don't get it <laughs> I wish. You know, and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think uh, you really needed to hear at that time. Mm -hmm. What would that advice be for you? 
um, put it out there and take more chances. Um, you know, because I think often we're afraid to put it out there because especially like, you know, in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years of the way social media has boomed and there's so many internet trolls and you say like, okay, I'm not even going to put it out there because then I'm going to have to defend it or, or listen to trolls say, oh, this is wrong and this is wrong. And it, it used to frustrate, frustrate me way back when, maybe about 15 years ago, when you, I would see guys put up some quality stuff and then you'd have these trainers, um, who probably have two or three clients and they're criticizing what somebody with a hundred clients and, and a good reputation and a good track record is putting up. And I'm saying like, like, why should we have to justify that? Why do we need to do that? But I think we, we always do. And um, I think we, there's, even if there's two internet trolls, there might be 50 people that you can educate at the same time, 50 people that, you know, I do a lot of interns every year, and I think that's my responsibility to make sure the next generation coming up in the industry has a little more, um, I guess, sound foundation upon which to leap off of. Um, I think everybody getting into it says, oh, look how many clients that guy has. He charges this much. He must be making this much. And it all sounds easy until they start doing it. And then it's like, so... You know, last year I had three people come to me. They were opening up three separate groups come to me because they were opening up facilities like around the city and this and that. And each time I think I'd spend about 45 minutes with them and they would take like pages of notes. And all I keep hearing, oh, I never thought of that. And I never thought of this. And I never thought of that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I said, so it's not, listen, I love what I do. Um, and I think I'm blessed because I could make a good living uh, with something that I really love doing. Uh, but it's definitely not easy. It's definitely not easy. So um, put it out there. Um, do more networking. That's another thing that I would do. Um, you know, like exactly what you guys are doing here. I think that's phenomenal. So when Kara reached out and then uh, you look into it and I said, well, that's exactly what I should have done years ago, because I think I could have helped a lot of more, a lot more coaches as they were coming up, you know, and this way they wouldn't be chasing fads and gimmicks that are short lived. They would be able to make a more lo a longer, more sustained impact in the industry. Cause I've seen so many people come and go in the last 20 years. It's crazy. And it's not because they were uh, bad coaches or bad trainers. It's just that I guess their system or, or, or their vision or their product that they were offering it was flimsy. There was nothing to it. There was, you know, I, I preach systems to all my team all the time. And it's funny just this week, I'm not there because of COVID and we're, we're, we're like at max. And I said, look, I could be away, but because of the system in place, like, I mean, it's not hurting my product. Right. And I think uh, that's another thing. Everybody's afraid to develop a system because it takes a lot of work initially, but then once you develop that system, everything kind of flows. And um, so that's another thing. So I really appreciate, appreciate, excuse me, what you guys are doing because it's something that probably I should have done 15, 20 years ago or at least 10 years ago. Um, talk about a mic drop, man. Holy cow. <laughs> Sorry about that. There. No, that was awesome, man. That's great. Great sure. way to close it out. Look, uh, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But um, before we sign out, Don, please shout out your social media, your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and Core Excellence? Uh, definitely, like I said, coreexcellence.com. You can check out our website, C-O-R-E-X. Okay, it's not two separate words, big X in the middle. Uh, coreexcellence.com, Core Excellence on Instagram. Um, check us out. 
a lot of good content up there. Our website has some good blogs up there, um, whether it be nutrition. Um, I'm, a, I'm into the biohacking, more metabolic stuff. Um, I have guys into the basketball stuff. So I think we have some great stuff up there. Uh, watch us during the summer. It's pretty impressive what some of our pro athletes and amateur athletes are doing during the summer. So you'll see that up on our uh, Instagram. Um, and if you guys want to reach out, if I, you have any questions for me that gym lords aren't answering, uh, let me know and I'll gladly answer. That's it, Don. Thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate your time and the contribution of the podcast and, and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us and talk about your fitness business within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Will Taylor from Body by Will in Lebanon, Tennessee. Will, how are we doing, man? I'm doing great. Doing great, Austin. Good, man. Happy to have you on. Appreciate you taking some time today and talking with us uh, about your gym, about what it's like to be, you know, a gym owner, the entrepreneur life, especially in this year of 2022. It's been a crazy past couple of years. So let's dive in, man. Body by Will. Um, if I was to meet you, like, you know, in elevator right now right what would be the elevator speech if i asked you you know hey why'd you start your gym what does that look like um i i worked for a large-scale gym and i noticed how somebody it was a disconnect between the members and the actual facility and i wanted to create something that was going to give back to the community but also give them a chance to be a part of it uh and also give the trainers a place to showcase themselves and be who they were instead of fitting into this cooker cutter uh you know yeah. outfit not letting them be the best version of themselves so i just I like that back in that way yeah i like that a lot especially i was a commitment to community and your members so client committed which is awesome and then showcasing your trainers which that's pretty rare for a gym owner to say that's a good thing i love it like it's usually like uh it's a lot of you know kind of we don't let trainers really do what they want. So I love that you uh, let the show, trainers showcase their skill and kind of build their brand of them within your, within exactly. your business. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I just think it's important to keep growth going so you don't become stagnant. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. I ran into it a lot of large gyms. It's like they're afraid yeah. the trainers are going to get too well-known and they will leave, but yeah. we like to encourage that growth with our trainers. Uh, and a lot of my trainers were ex-clients. Or former oh, clients. Good. So yeah. that goes back to piggybacking up or bringing the community in and making them a part of the gym. Yeah, that's, that's massive uh, and uh, really good. And they know your culture. They're familiar with the gym, with exactly. every the clients. Those make usually the best kind of coaches, you know. So with that being said, when you, uh, when you did start this, if you're thinking big picture here, Will, what did you want this gym? What do you want this gym to become? Like in the big, big picture, grand pictures sort of thing. I, I would like it to be synonymous with fitness, uh, you know, um, we don't have to be that big, but just, you know, when that conversation is being had, at least in our immediate area and a little bit around, you know, to think about 
body by what you think about tailored fitness yeah. um, when it comes up. And so we want to grow to be uh, just synonymous with being healthy. Nice. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And that's uh, obviously every successful business has to solve a problem, right? And that's a, I think that's a massive problem, health of this country. And if we can uh, help all these people in our community, and I know you guys have a good amount of members there, that is, that is uh, you know, terrific. So, Will, what is, with that being said, man, what is like your day-to-day role in the business at this point in time? Um, it's twofold. I do the executive part, uh, the administrative, the marketing, um, but making sure I'm there to open, uh, greeting members, walking around, checking on the, uh, the trainers. So I'm yeah. still a lot hands-on uh, okay. and, and just really deep in there still. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the challenge in growing, uh, right. so learning yeah. how to like delegate that and uh, sure. have all sure. those that so you can step away and address some other things uh, needed to grow. So For right sure. now, every day, the whole nine and grind. <laughs> there you go, man. That's it. The 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. type of thing, you know? Exactly. And uh, do you have like, do you have like this perfect day in your head where like one day I'd love my position to be like this, like, you know, coach two classes, spend the rest of the day working on the business, growing a team of trainers. Is that Absolutely. something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That would be the day I could walk in and, and do a cameo yeah. and the class is full because my trainers are so great. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I just come and do a class and, Everybody has a great time and they can yeah. just never miss a beat. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I think that should be, uh, I think that should be all of our goals. Like perfect life cycle, you know, of the entrepreneur. So like, I love that man. And I always say, if we're not thinking about it or have like a plan, there's, we're never going to get there. So like, absolutely have that planned out, you know? So with that being said, we know why you started this thing, what the goals are, what your role is. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of dive into operational stuff. So first of all, for the listeners, well, what is the model that you guys do run there at body by will? Um, we have an all-encompassing, all-inclusive, where you your membership, you get the access to the gym, um, but also you have classes that are uh, offered with that membership, and then you have specialty classes that you pay extra for, as well as personal training and small group training. Nice. So awesome. we do the whole little gambit there. Yeah, and I know you have a bunch of, like you said, specialty classes. What's the, kind of the most popular class you're doing right now? Um, one of the body by will class itself and, yeah. and cardio kickboxing seem to be nice. very, very popular. Yeah. Why do you think they're so popular? Is there something, I know you said you have a CrossFit style class. CrossFit's mm-hmm. hard, right? It's hard stuff. We're doing right. barbells, we're doing burpees, pull-ups. It's a hard thing. Uh, are the other classes super popular? I'm just thinking about a lot here, like, because it's a little easier barrier to entry. You don't have to learn all these crazy skills. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the thing that's uh, made it popular is that uh, the ability of the instructors and myself to meet mm-hmm. people where they are, but also off a lot of diversity within the yeah. class. Yeah. So we don't separate our classes by your ability. We want those people who are not quite as agile to be with that kind of almost expert guy because I'm going to have yeah. them yeah. on a time limit, but doing a modification that's easier, doing something right. hard. So yeah. they it's all inclusive all the time. So you have kind of right there in your face a goal to get to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing is we just believe in having fun. Um, so it's never the trainers here. I'm down in there with you. I never yeah. ask my clients or the people participating in the classes to do anything I don't do. Right. Uh, right. So a lot of times I'm going through the class with them in junctures, encouraging them. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way I have my instructors train, you know, instructors train um, to not be afraid to get their hands dirty, yeah. uh, to get in there and, you know, get down with the client. So we're always having that approach of being engaging. I think love that's it. been popular. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. The, People come there for the coaches. I'm sure that's a big factor, a big attractive factor. Like leads us to our next point perfectly, man. Marketing, right? I think we have to market our business to get clients in the door. So what is just your overall kind of marketing philosophy at this point in time? 
it, the, the marketing philosophy has changed a little bit. That's one thing I did notice about the industry, especially being in, uh, we're in Lebanon. Um, yeah. so it's kind of a small town feel. So yeah. you can go with the, uh, you know, the Facebook ads and things like yeah. that. But what I found to be the most prevalent for us is the most successful way. It's just uh, word of mouth and getting out into the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. We will hold up a, a workshop or a Body by Will class, announce it to everyone, have it totally free. You know, and meeting people, just engaging. That community engagement has been big for us. Yeah, that's huge, especially, like I said, in a small town, you know, community engagement. I'm sure everybody knows you've been there for a long time, mm-hmm. which, which helps for sure. With the lead nurture side of that, so we go to these events, we have an event, like, outside or, or wherever mm-hmm. we do it. Are you guys taking leads' names there and following up? Do you have a system in place to kind of best nurture those people to get them into the gym? Uh, yeah, we do. That when we're there, we're getting some contact information, whether it be phone number, email. Uh, we're always offering um, three-day passes to come in and try the classes free. Um, they try to gym out uh, with no charge for three days. Uh, and sometimes that extends to a week, depending on the person's interest. And we always offer a specialty class also that they can come and try and even bring a friend. I like that, yeah. I love it. Uh, it's always cool to work out with a friend or I get a partner. It's, it makes Absolutely. it absolutely little Especially coming in the first couple of times, it makes it way easier. So yeah, definitely encouraging that for sure. You mentioned uh, Facebook, Instagram a few minutes back. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done any kind of paid advertising on there? Ever ever played around with that or used it? I, I did a little bit. Yeah. Um, for me, for us, it wasn't as fruitful as we would have liked it to yeah. be. Okay. Um, so we we steered away from it. Every once in a while, yeah. it was a big event, and we want to hit a huge number. We'll put a little something out there, but not uh, not on general, not a general yeah. basis. Yes, yeah, so your focus is uh, the organic growth. We'll say exactly the, uh, referrals, affinity marketing, all that good stuff. Yeah, that uh, makes sense for sure. Now, with that being said, so is there any? How do you get best get people started? Is there an initial offer you use? behind the sales process, like, hey, come in for a free week, like you said, bring a friend. What's kind of work best? Yeah, uh, what I found work best is to uh, bring a friend, your your entry for the week is free. Try to collect more free. Uh, It's just something about coming into a new environment by yourself. Uh, It's intimidating to a lot of people. Um, But when you get to bring your best buddy or anyone like that, it just takes all of that away and you get an opportunity really to kind of step out there and see what the gym has to offer. That's worked really well for us. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. And it can be so intimidating, right? It's like uh, for you and I, we could walk into a gym and we're we're cool. But like most people, it's it's hard. Funny story, not to talk about me here, but I just talked to an old member of mine like an hour ago on the phone, literally. and she's like, you know, I was a member of your gym like 10 years ago. I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember. And she goes, it was the most intimidating place I ever walked yes. to. Yes, yes. Yeah, shirts are off. Everybody's super fit. I was like, I look back and I was like, yeah, it was probably pretty hard to walk in there back in the day. But uh, yeah, it's so important that we make this uh, welcoming place for our members. So that doesn't happen, right? And yeah. is there anything else, Will, that you do? Like, say, like, say I joined today, like the first 90 days or 30 mm-hmm. days, just to make it easier for that new member, like any kind of follow-up or texting. Yeah. Uh, we do a follow-up uh, well, okay. on that initial day. I'm going to be the person you speak with. So you I get that, you know, I you see. get the face to put with yep. the owner. Uh, yep. You see that I'm invested in making sure that the members are happy. Um, yep. But I also give them um, private lessons. You get three free oh. private wow. less, uh, training sessions. Um, so, you know, just so we can address what's going on with you and, you know, talk about what your goals are in a sense where you are currently. Yeah. Uh, the thing, and the other thing is that uh, we strongly believe in, a lot of times the market seemed to have gotten to a point where you have uh, this level of fitness where everybody perceive it is. Right. And what we like to do, instead of having you get to this perception, 
we want to meet you where you are. Okay. Okay. And that, you know, and then, you know, the ball's in your court and then meet you where you are and take it from there. Okay. Uh, so I make sure that they, they understand that, that the new members understand that. Yeah. And that's huge. And everybody's coming in at a different level, right? Yeah. Some exactly. people that are super experienced, some people maybe never worked out ever. So yeah, meet them where they are. That's why, that's why I do like that starting everybody with the PT sessions. Cause um, you know, especially with that group kind of CrossFit style class, again, it's hard stuff to do. So we got to teach them yes. this stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. And that sure. can be intimidating, especially if they hadn't been in that environment. Yes, it definitely is. I mean, I can only imagine, right? So like for sure. So it's awesome you guys are doing that in the communication piece is huge. Now I joined the gym, right? So we get members in the door, which is already hard enough. Mm-hmm. Now it's keeping people happy, keeping people engaged. And like you first mentioned, yeah. like your overall goal is just is create this community within Lebanon there. So how do you best will keep your people engaged and coming back, you know, month after month? Well, um, during that uh, um, process where they've joined, we like to suggest uh, that they at least try two classes a week so that we can just kind of get a pulse on the things that they like. Yeah. Uh, we always encourage member interaction by having feedback where we have where they can offer suggestions or talk about the things they like or talk yeah. about the areas where we have an opportunity to improve. So right. we have a really open door policy there and we encourage that type of dialogue. Um, right. yep. So we just do that on, we make sure we don't miss that ever. And yep. what I do is that even if it's something we're doing well, we look at those suggestions and we commute, we contact those people and tell them thank you, or yep. we talk about what the suggestion is that we can do better. Um, yep. That we want to keep that grassroots thing. And yep. it's a lot harder, I found, to leave a gym if you feel like you're a part of it, as For opposed sure. to when you feel like you're a number. And For it's sure. the same thing yep. I tell my personal trainers about the clients. You know, yep. don't be afraid to engage and find out something personal about that person. It's a lot, a lot harder to fire your friend <laughs> than it is. It's real hard. Yeah, it's somebody, real hard. You know, yeah. There's somebody yeah. who's just there to get to make a check, you know? So yeah, it's, it's huge, I man. I agree totally. And like, it shows we have, it shows we care, you know, like we have conviction. Absolutely. We, have, we care about you, the client. And um, yeah, like obviously we're in the fitness business for sure, but we're also in that relationship business, like what you just alluded to, community mm-hmm. building. It's all a big part of it. It's not just teaching you how to squat and do a sit-up and a push-up and all these things. Exactly. It, goes, it goes so deep, man. So uh, what about events? You talk about events uh, for like lead generation. Do you guys do any events for retention and, commu- and community engagement? Any events like yeah. scheduled throughout the year? Yeah, um, basically we have a, a member appreciation um, where we'll basically just have um, snacks, healthy snacks. We'll ask the members to bring their favorite healthy snack and we'll all have like a big healthy potluck there uh, yeah. followed by this crazy workout uh, you know That'd and introduce people we also will run a sign up at that time or right. and give out cards for a month free memberships you can come try us out we usually try to hold that right at our facility or right. at the park that's located very nearby so yeah. to get that so that's and then we also do a lot of charitable events we do things yeah. like a event we call why i ride nice. uh, or we do you know a collection of pants and things for the homeless and Yep. you know, given to the women's center and things like that, all those things, you yeah. know, just community involvement. So they yeah. understand that it's not just about, you know, we all want to make money and profit also, but we also want to know the community, know we care about them. Yeah. I love you said both those things, man. Like community is involvement. So important and to stay in retention for a second. I always found more people that came to these events, participated, they stay for years and years and years, you know, years. Which, yes. which is great. And we're giving back, which is good. And we really want to, it's not just, some fake unauthentic <laughs> thing real right when, and people know when it's real and when it's not so that's huge and that shows in your member number you have i love you said like we, we do this to make money which is like 
Mm -hmm. We have to, and that's not a bad thing, right? And I think it's right. exactly because then we can put that money to a good. We're not we're not selling drugs. We're not doing anything crazy. We're, okay, right. We can put it for good in our community, in our gym, back to our members. So like that mindset, I think is so important to get out there, and that's part of my mission is to get that mindset out there more. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to ask you a question on this piece, man. I'm trying to think right now. Oh yeah. Let's go with this advice to like a young, we have listeners who want to open a gym. It's their kind of goal. And I always hear people say, I'm not doing this for the money. Like what advice would you give to younger guys, girls coming up who want to open a gym? Uh, you know, that they can make money doing this. And that is, that is an okay. And a good thing. If yeah. that makes any sense. I'm kind of <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, right. it, it, absolutely. And I, I would tell them, don't be afraid yeah. to know your worth. Uh, one of the biggest problems we have, we have a lot of trainers out there who are very skilled. They're great, great trainers, and they're afraid to ask for the business, and they're afraid to know their work, even the gym owners. Um, the biggest thing is that you've got to, you know, price your quality, your time. That's the one thing that we have, the one commodity that's irreplaceable. You can never get it back. So if you're going to put it out there, make sure you're paid, you know, for that. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't give back. It doesn't take away your credibility of caring. Uh, but in order for you to expand, be successful, touch as many lives as you have to, you have to have the funds to do that. And that, and that's what comes along with doing business. So yeah, just I agree. don't be afraid of knowing your worth. Thousand percent, man. That's and that's such great advice for those listening. And uh, yeah, I can't say any better. So we'll leave it there. But it's just a mindset I want to try to help change a little bit, you know, because I think what we do is so important, man. And I think we can really change a lot of lives positively. And that's obviously a great thing so back to the gym back to body by will so we got members in there we got pt going on group training i know we got semi-privates um how do you you know people go out there they spend money on workout clothes and supplements and meal plan yeah. and all that stuff so people are definitely willing to spend money on fitness are there ways you guys can ascend members to increase average revenue per member through those kind of services or through like the services you already have well yeah actually um just by continuing to be a model of it ourselves and yeah. and pushing the fact that you know this is not a destination um you know a lot of people when they think about fitness i want to get here yeah. well the fact about fitness is the one thing that's changing all the time so there is no end point right so if you want to keep that physique if you want to keep that energy you want to continue to get better you have to continue to do the work yeah, uh, yeah. and actually most of the clients who've been with the longest are the people who are more advanced because they need to find safe yeah. efficient ways to improve themselves. Right. Right. Not the fads, you know, they want to be instructed yeah. and they don't mind that. So yeah. uh, that's what we do. We implement different uh, classes on different levels and we encourage that, you know, beginner to look at the novice, the novice to look at the expert, the guy who yeah. wants to play semi-pro. We want right. them to work together too so they can see, oh, okay, that's my next level. I'm yeah. not, yeah. you know, at the top. I can get there and right. Right. feed off of that. So. Yeah, I think it's really good to see those members in the gym. I think it's always good to have something to chase. I don't. I think the word maintenance is kind of like not good, right? Like it's hard to maintain. <laughs> yeah. Even for a day, you can, but like with our fitness, if you stop working out, it's you're not going to stay fit, right? If you stop learning or reading, you're not going to stay as smart and sharp as you can be. So yeah, I think it's always good to kind of have somebody to chase. I mean, in a good way, not like you know obsessing Absolutely. over, them, but like somebody to chase is so important, you know. And uh, always growing is, I think. An awesome thing to focus on, man. So, like, with that being said, Will, growth for you, man. Next 12 months, uh, what's your main focus now uh, with your business? Um, we want to pivot, uh, have more of an online presence, um, possibly do an app uh, we've been trying to work on. 
uh, so that we can stay engaged with the members when they're not in the building as well. Um, it's great having a grassroots concept, but we want to build off of that and not just have that because we have so many people who are um, who are driven just by being, you know, technology. You know, they oh, yeah. travel, they're they're on the go all the time. But we want to be able to have some type of presence and, and create a footprint when they're not inside our building. Yeah, I think that's huge. And we see all the money going there, right? Like uh, online coaching business this year is like five billion a year by 2027. I think it's like 59 billion a year, which is crazy. So like. Yeah. With your online presence, uh, elaborate a little more on for, if you could, Will. Like, is it going to be just for your members or maybe even outside people? We're trying to grow that to something even bigger. Yeah, well, the model we're looking at is going to include yeah. both. We don't want to limit ourselves. Um, yeah. You know, and with it being online, you know, the world, world's your oyster, truly. Uh, so yeah. what we would like to do is basically, you know, focus on giving the members maybe a discounted rate as yeah. opposed yeah. to those who aren't members. But having that access um, yeah. to the gym, even having to where they can pop in um, through video when our classes live, you yeah. know, yeah. Do it yeah. while they're in the home, our cardio kickboxing, especially. We tested that during COVID and it actually was a big hit. Uh, yeah. So we're just looking at a way to push things like that. Yeah. And that's, uh, again, the money's going there. And like you said, it can scale infinitely, like online, like 7 billion people, right? It's like, uh, exactly. can, it can scale yeah. everybody. You just brought up COVID, man. I don't want to end on this note, but let's talk about it. Because obviously, it was, a, it was the biggest wrench we've ever had in this industry in the past, probably ever, right? Like, uh, right. yeah. Two questions. One, um, let's go with positive. Anything okay. you learned from it that you've utilized uh, since COVID ended? Like, I know some people talked about, like, hey, we didn't have people sign into class before. Now we do it, and it adds a level layer of accountability. Anything right. along those lines? Well, um, just that, that push, to push that yeah. pivot of not having to be in person and, right. and seeing how important uh, a fitness app may be or online will be, yeah. that uh, along the tangible things. And then the intangible, just knowing that you're more than your circumstances yeah. and knowing that, hey, you know, life throw you curveballs, you got to be ready to get up and yeah. find a way to make things happen. Um, and that just takes, you know, when you get that grassroots thing we talked about from the very beginning, yep. when you have good people around you and you meet people you can depend on, they're there for you. Um, you know, our business would not have succeeded. There's no way we would have maintained without those people. Yeah. Uh, and I would be grateful for that. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, true test these past couple of years. I'm sure you've gained 10 years of business experience in two. Exactly. Um, my team, you said. And our members, I'm sure some paid their membership when you were closed and all these sort of things, which exactly. is yeah. which is incredible, right? It's something I'm sure we'll never forget. And uh, yeah, man, like you said, I think it's something we can move forward from positive and something's always going to happen, but it's like, you know, get knocked down, we stand up, we fight back harder. So it's, mm -hmm. I think it's in the long run, I think it will be a good thing. So uh, Will, I think it's an awesome place to wrap this up, man. Uh, learned a lot from you today. Why you started, where you are, where we're going, where can the listeners check you out and find you on the uh, uh, website, Facebook, Instagram, all the good stuff. Oh, yeah, just tailorfitness.com. Um, if you pop that in, uh, excuse me, .org. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> .org. Uh, or Facebook, Taylor Fitness LLC. Instagram, the same. Um, be great. Uh, you'll either see me or my partner, Jenny. Uh, Jenny Smith, she's great. Does oh. nutrition, everything for me. Either one of us, be happy to help. Uh, again, like, it wouldn't be here without the community and the people. Yeah. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. Love it, man. Appreciate Thanks you. And, uh, well, yeah, love what you guys are doing, doing down there in Tennessee. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you, man, for joining us today. All right. Peace out, Austin.
Peace out, man. And listeners, we appreciate you as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Monica Maxwell, Wes Maxwell, and Marvin Lowell from CrossFit Goliath out of Raleigh, North Carolina. What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Good. We're good. How are you, Alex? I'm doing good myself. Thank you. I appreciate you guys joining today and giving some of your time um, to join us and talk about your facility, what you have going on. Um, cool, but let's not waste any time here. How did you guys get started? Um, what is it that made you want to own your own CrossFit facility? Uh, well, this is my ninth gym uh, that I've owned. Uh, I still have ownership stake in a couple in California, actually. Okay. Um, but uh, I originally went to school for physical therapy, uh, came out, and I was working with all baby boomers. Uh, mm. And I really didn't have an interest in working with, you know, an elderly population in the aspect of, you know, kind of teaching them how to hold a spoon and use a pencil. Um, so I decided to basically go a more athletic route, uh, opened up a powerlifting facility. Cool. Um, and then that parlayed into trying CrossFit. Uh, I come from a collegiate sport background, so having the opportunity to compete uh, outside of you know, traditional sports was something that was very interesting to me. Um, so I got into it, really loved it. And then within probably four months, uh, I bought into the gym that I had joined. Uh, okay. And then I sold that gym and moved to California and never really looked back. Just started kind of buying into gyms and opening gyms up and down the coast. Cool. Cool. And Monica uh, and, and Wes, how, what about you guys? What made you, you know, um, want to own your own facility? Well, I mean, we're, we come from a little bit different place. I mean, the original owner, when he founded Goliath in, in 2014, we were among the founding members and okay. have kind of been here ever since and got to the point where, I mean, this is the only gym we've ever been a part of, and it's okay. really become more of a, a family um, all, all the people here, the, the community that we have built. So it wasn't really a, I mean, we obviously love CrossFit or we wouldn't still be here, but it was really, I think, the community that drove us to want to have ownership in this more than really interest in, in owning a gym per se. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I would love for you guys, for you guys to give your own 
elevator pitch of CrossFit Goliath and the services that you guys offer? Ooh. <laughs> and they both look at me. <laughs> Ooh, good question, Alex. Want to come to a great community and have the best hour of your day? Check out CrossFit Goliath. You'll leave smiling and feel like you did have that best hour of your day. Yes, I love it. I love it. So, so you guys specialize, you know, like most CrossFit gyms and mostly group training. Um, I do like to ask, is that pretty much your guys' bread and butter? Do you um, try to push the semi-private, private route at all? Only because I have talked to a lot of CrossFit facilities at this point. Um, and I've noticed across the board that a lot, a lot of them have been pushing more into, you know, private training, semi-private, um, because there, there tends to be, you know, more money there, more revenue as an owner. Yeah. Um, typically, you know, if you own a CrossFit gym, the, the CrossFit model itself is kind of hard to pull off. Okay. Um, being able to get enough members to stay committed and commit to group training, um, and get over the stigma of CrossFit being scary and or dangerous that's been right. you know, plaguing uh, the CrossFit industry since its inception. Um, going one-on-one -on -one kind of, one helps people uh, get through that on-ramp process or that onboarding process where they need to learn mm -hmm. specific movements and become strong enough to do things like, you know, kipping and you know, even getting upside down in a handstand push-up um, and work on the mobility issues they might have um, but it also allows for gym owners and coaches to, you know, pocket some extra revenue because uh, right. most CrossFit gyms aren't making enough to pay a coaching staff, you know, what people would need to survive, right? Um, yeah. I think it was uh, Ben Bergeron, his head coach at uh, CrossFit New England, you know, one of the most successful gyms in the country, was making $35,000 a year. Mm. Uh, so, you know he's lucky enough to have the name behind him where people will come in just for the experience and just to work with him specifically. Um, but a lot of gyms don't have that, you know, ability to be like, Hey, the trade off is you'll get 35 grand a year, but you get to work with so-and-so. Right. Um, so personal training is kind of almost every gym owners go to yeah. for making that extra revenue or making up any gaps that they may have across the board as far as paying bills and, you know, getting new equipment and stuff like that so right right i i think um the, the last person i talked to ran a crossfit facility out of cambridge new york i believe um he was doing 65k a month um but but like you said he was relying mostly on private training and semi-private um which is real what really you know got him to that hump or past that hump at least um well awesome so you're offering uh, group training. You also do a little bit of private training. Uh, that leads me to my next question about how many current members are you serving right now? We have about um, 75 total okay. members right now. I mean, we have capacity for, for much more, which is why, you know, we've been tweaking systems and processes and, and really preparing to get into a serious growth phase for our gym because we, like I said, we're, we're well below what we can handle and we have a we've built up our coaching staff recently so we have a a ton of coaches that are well prepared to handle increased volume at the gym yeah 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 good for you for you know tweaking systems and processes like you said and being able to build a team around you so that you could prepare yourself for growth right because 
it is like a pendulum in a way at, at some point you know it's like you have you may have too many um coaches too many trainers not enough uh, members and then and it flips over then you know too many members not enough trainers um but awesome so since you are wanting to see some new faces help some more people um what are you guys actively doing right now to aid that growth process so for one we we re rebuilt our website and and really integrated that with some of the other systems so prior to to rebuilding the website we had a standalone website it, it was somewhat integrated with our member management system but not greatly cool. and also um, SugarWide, which we use for our programming for the athletes to track that. And so what we did is we kind of went with uh, all-encompassing all integrated systems tools. So member management, website, SugarWide, all integrated together. So, so they work well together. And, and that helps us with that point. We, um, we, we put new signs out front that are you know big and bold so people can see us and, and know where we are. Uh, and, and then the third thing that we've done is, is we've recently invested in Affiliate University, which is sanctioned cool. by CrossFit. And that's a one-year curriculum for us as owners. Uh, part one is six months for the owners to, to, to work on all aspects of the business on the back end. And then part two, the second six months, is for coaching development for, for not only us, but our entire staff to work on deep diving into instructing and improving the experience for athletes in, in our group classes. So those are the things that we're kind of working to build long-term. We wanna bring members on and we want them to be lifers. We're not trying to just get them in the door and get that first month. We, we want them to, to, to literally have you know, FOMO for, for not being at the gym so that they never wanna leave. Yeah, awesome. And, and for Coaching University, just curious, I know it just rolled out. Um, you know, their, their program, because I heard about it, I want to say a couple months ago. Um, how does that really work? Do they, just a little curious here, do they give you like a, like a mentor or a coach to kind of yeah, get- Yeah, they have, okay. so they have, there's three of them that, that run all of that, and each affiliate will be assigned one of those coaches. So they have, cool. they have a Monday group call for all of the participants, just a big mass group call. That's like a one hour call just to go through wins and focuses. Um, then you have a, a small group meeting with one of the three, which rotates according to your schedule, and three to four other affiliate owners. So a small group to have discussions about things that are going on. And then you have a one-on-one -on -one with, with your coach. And so in between those three meetings that kind of circulate at, at somewhat different cadence, there's daily modules that we have to go through. It's mm. been about an hour a day to go through things. Uh, one of the, the the interesting ones that I'm working on right now, and keep in mind we just started this like a week or so ago, is um, I have to write um, my own personal eulogy for for having lived a hundred years. So it's it's it, the purpose is to kind of look and, and try to figure out you know what what your legacy is, you know what do you want to be remembered as. But there's tons of activities like that that you'll go through, and um, it, it, it's interesting. Awesome. Awesome. So, so you guys are sitting at about 75 members right now. What's like that goal number for you that you're trying to get to? I would love to be um, around 150. I think okay. that would, that, that would put us in a space where, you know, we can buy tons of equipment and um, really help the members and possibly have some full-time personnel. I think all of our, yeah. our, our current staff, they're, they're all part-time. Everybody has full-time yeah. jobs. So, so we're here, you know, helping group classes in our off time. Cool. And I, and I do always like to ask, um, 
you know, especially for, for CrossFit gyms, because the game has changed so much since, you know, 2014, when things were really booming and the CrossFit name pretty much carried members to your gym on a day-to-day basis. Um, have you guys dabbled into paid advertising yet, or are you still touching mostly on, you know, the word of mouth uh, space for getting members? No, we haven't. Um, and, and quite frankly, we've gotten a ton of looks just from our new website. So we'll get, you know, that's through Google and all that. So we'll get we'll get telephone calls and emails and inquiries about free trials and all that. So that's that's been sufficient to kind of keep people interested in coming in. But I mean, there's I think there will certainly be a point where we look at some kind of paid marketing mm-hmm. um, to, to break through that ceiling and get to the next level. Yeah. What do you think? you know, is the main thing that's, I know you just became gym owners recently this past year. Um, what has hold, held you back from that? Cause, cause paid ads have, have really changed the game um, for so many gym owners and being able to create like a, like a lead generation process to where, um, you know, it's really a click of a button once you figure out how to, how to run ads correctly. And you could use the same ad for, you know, over a year, year at a time. So it's really, you know, clicking a button on and off to be able to generate leads at a consistent basis, at least. Um, what do you think has been the reason that has held you back from trying it? Is it more so just because it's like a foreign area? Uh, so over the past 10 years or so, I think I spent maybe $45 on marketing. Okay. Uh, outside of like signage and business cards and stuff like that. Um, uh, I've gone through and, you know, been approached about, you know, like um, uh, funnel programs and stuff like that. Um, but what it really came down to is that a lot of, I mean, for, for CrossFit, if you don't have somebody who can do it full time, it's kind of hard to filter through all of those dead leads right? and spend, you know, three hours a day going through those leads, contacting each one, yeah, seeing who's actually going to show up mm-hmm. and then, you know, getting four out of, you know, 150 that actually come through the door. Um, you know, if you have a full time job outside of CrossFit and you're just kind of doing this as a, you know, a fun or community-based thing um it it ends up taking a lot more time than you have to give to it at that at that time in your life um personally i've always just my gyms have always grown organically um you know my biggest gym right now in california is about 219 members um and we haven't done a single paid marketing campaign for anything um but we're also lucky enough to have you know regional former regional athletes games athletes um stuff like that so that kind of brings people in the door as well yeah yeah definitely i guess you know for me when i when i kind of think about it it's more so um you know it's hard to make like a game plan for growth based off you know word of mouth and and community outreach because although let's say last month you were able to get five to ten new members in through word of mouth um you know maybe referrals um you can't really say that the, the coming months ahead, let's say, you know, for, for May, June, July, um, that that growth will consistently continue. Right. Yeah, um, right. But, but it, you're, you are very right. That is part of the game, you know, keeping up with leads, calling people, um, lead nurture, making sure they show up to their appointment. Um, it is part of the game, but you know, at least the way I look at it, I'm a very like numbers focused person. At least I try to be to make less, decisions based off emotion more off you know looking and and um you know having a lead generation system just really kind of sets up a good path for you to to be able to continue growth at a consistent basis right 
Um, but cool. So a question that I do like to ask here, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on the past, um, you know, maybe even a year as a gym owner for you, uh, Monica and Wes and Marvin, I know you've been dabbling in this game for a while now. Um, but what was something that's more difficult than you thought uh, when it came to starting a facility or running a facility? I think that's changed since CrossFit's inception. Um, okay. I would say originally it was a lot of the stigmas and when I started it wasn't a huge brand. Um, and then as it grew, it became more the fight against you know, um, you know, PTs and everybody talking right. about CrossFit as if it's going to kill you. Um, <laughs> and then as we've progressed, you know, that those stigmas have kind of gone away, but now it's become more a financial aspect. Um, you know, the CrossFit boom of, you know, 2014, 2015, 2016, people were just running through the doors, you know, on any given day, you just have 10 people drop in to try it. Yeah. Um, and also the cost of starting a facility. So when I first started my first facility, it was, you know, $45,000 you know, start to end, that was it. And then you're ready to go and bring in members. Now it's a you know quarter million dollar investment. Um, you need to have a bigger facility. You need to have showers. Um, you need to have, you know, new updated equipment, you know, and you need to stay on top of that. Uh, you need to pay somebody to come clean most of the time. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it went from being like a dingy box, kind of, you know, grunt work style type of, type of place to, People are now expecting almost a, a facility that's you know kind of like a health club um, so the expectation has changed i think from um, members in general and then the, the startup cost is the big change that i've seen and, and yeah that's a good option go ahead go ahead many more crossfit gyms now so the, it, it's more competitive oh, yeah. if you're if you're you don't if a member doesn't walk into your facility and see see it you know sparkling clean and and nice equipment they may yeah. walk out and go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, First that's very true. For them, so. yeah. And yeah. at uh, one of the seminars I went to three years ago, four years ago, uh, business development seminar, they said that there are now more CrossFits in America than Starbucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's insanity. I was like, that's that's saturation. I mean, that's, that's why, you know, mm -hmm. you'll see one on this street corner and then you'll go 800 meters away and there's another gym. And, and how do you think you guys combat combat that? Because that's obviously an issue, right? And you want to be able to stand out compared to other facilities, um, you know, and have your place be be the first pick or at least have people feel at home and comfortable at your facility. So how do you really combat, um, you know, that stigma, at least, uh, of trying to, to, you know, have a better facility than other people, um, you know, get people to stay? I mean, there's... As Marvin said, it's, it, there's saturation in the market, but but really there's not. I mean, CrossFit does a really good job of explaining that all of these very widespread health problems, and the solution is is for many of these is CrossFit. Like you have a problem, we have an answer, and if if the population as a whole would start to grasp onto that, you would find that there's not saturation. That in fact there's there's not enough CrossFit gyms to handle the population that could potentially solve a lot of these problems. Yeah. So like, I think that's CrossFit is working on that from a corporate messaging standpoint to try to get the word out that, Hey, we have the, you have the problem. We have the solution. But you know, in the meantime, it's, it's 
helpful for us as, as CrossFit gyms. I mean, although we're competitive across our, our areas, we work together as small gyms for competitions. We promote each other. We send athletes back and forth to different gyms to compete in these, you know, weekend competitions and to kind of help spread the word across the community. And people will go to the gyms that are convenient to, to them for either their, their home or their work. So, I mean, it, it, those are some things that I think CrossFit Corporate is helping a lot with that. But we work well as, as community. Even though we are competitive against each other, we, we complement each other. Awesome, awesome. And if you guys could, you know, wave a magic wand, essentially, let's say like a magic business wand, so to speak, and have your business be in the exact position that you want it, um, what would that look like to you? Whatever makes Wes happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Wes, what, what about you? What do you think, you know, what does that look like to you? You know, the per perfect business, so to speak. You guys just, um, you know, acquired this facility and became owners. What, what's, the, you know, the big picture that perfect business look like to you? I mean, really, I love what we have here and what we have built. You know, if I were going to change anything, I'd love to have like, I mean, we rent our space and, it, you know, we're part of a, a building with other sublets on down. I would love to have my own space with a running track and all that stuff. But, you know, those are those are really nice to have. We have a great community. We have a great facility. We have great systems. We have great staff. I mean, there's there's nothing that I look at our I look out the window right now and look at our gym and say, what would I change? What, where is there a significant problem? I don't, I don't have one. I don't see one. When I come here and work out, I have a great time. Um, lay on the floor after the workout, you know, probably wishing I, I was, I was dead, but take a little nap and, and, and get back up. But I mean, uh, we have a great community and, you know, I love all the people here. Again, it's, it's family to us. I mean, anything you want to yeah, I, I want people to come in here every day. And if they don't, I want them to have FOMO because they're missing out on being a part of what we have growing here at CrossFit Goliath. It's amazing. And the community we are building is phenomenal. And all of our members, we treat them like family. We want them to come and we want them to stay and be lifelong members. That's what we're trying to grow here. And... When you were talking earlier, Alex, about marketing, we reach out a ton on social media. We partner with a couple other um, in-house sublets. So we're always talking to them and, hey, you've got somebody, we've got somebody, let's match you up and they can take our classes and they can take your classes. So we're always trying to partner with them and grow our gym and make everybody wanna come here because I, I haven't left. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I know we did touch a little bit on your goals too and, and you guys wanting to see some major growth. You have a good staff, um, you have a huge facility. Um, what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that you guys are facing right now to be able to get to that 150 member mark um, that, that you guys want to? I think one of the toughest things for us, and this has been somewhat COVID related is uh -huh our location. So our location was really convenient for a lot of people and their work and not necessarily their residential spaces. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit, people started working from home. And so it's no longer convenient to drive all the way across town. They were already over here when they were working, but now they're working from home. 
Yep. So that's been tough. It's made the, the area, you know, initially when the gym was set up, it was a really good area because it was around a lot of people that were working. And now it's starting to come back because people are going back into the offices. <clears throat> but also a lot of businesses have changed their their model. So so maybe some of them are coming back and people are going back into the office, but many yeah, of them are. have kind of permanently changed to maybe a hybrid schedule. So we're not getting that huge inflow to have that very large customer base that we once had. So that's kind of tough. And, and how do you combat that? Because I, I mean, I think that's an issue that that so many people are facing or could be facing, right? Because across the globe, people are working from home now. Um, how, how do you think you could combat that? Because I also know gyms where their average member um, lives 20 minutes away. Um, so how do you think you could get to that point of being able to get those members, you know, back in, get your name out there, um, like you said, in the community? I, I mean, I think I, I go back to what I said earlier. It's awareness. You have a problem. We have a solution. Mm -hmm. I mean, people get afraid of the, uh, of the price of CrossFit in general because it's significantly higher than, than a Globo gym. Right. But you don't get the programming, the coaching, the personal touch the accountability, the community, all of these things that you get with a gym. So it's like awareness that these are the things that can actually help you to solve the problem. And, you know, once you've done that, you start to get an inflow of people and, and it and it trickles down to their friends. So they come in and they're like, wow, you won't believe this, this CrossFit stuff. I thought it was for crazy people, but yeah. look at me, I'm normal, it's great. And I'm having great workouts and they bring in friends. And they bring in family and it just, you know, it, it's exponential. Yeah. I mean, proof of product, right. It, it shows that, you know, the value, the service that you're giving your members, um, it is working. It is changing their life if they're willing to invite friends, invite families over. Um, but yeah, awesome. So another question that I do like to ask here is, is you know, we, we know what you guys want for your business, right? Uh, we know that you have, a major care for your members. You want to change lives. You want to help people. Um, but what is it that you guys want from the business? What's like that big picture for you, especially Marvin as well. I'd like to hear your side because you do have stakes in multiple gyms. So what's, you know, the big picture for you guys with this business as well, what do you want it to give back to you? I guess I'll go first. Uh, originally when I first started, uh, it was, you know, financial, it was a, a career path. It was something where I didn't plan on owning more than one gym. Um, then I started to get into it and realized there was an opportunity to have passive income from multiple gyms with, you know, minimal effort. You know, my big, uh, strategy was basically to find gyms that were somewhat struggling that needed a capital investment, whether it be a refresh of equipment or, you know, new mats, um, whatever it is they needed for the facility specifically, go in, help them revamp it, uh, boost their member base. And then if the uh, owner, the former owner was interested in buying back his share, I would sell it back to him at, you know, whatever the new value of the business was. And if not, then I would hold on to it and just receive passive income. A lot of the times gym owners didn't have the funds on hand to buy back the portion of the business that I had purchased. Yeah. So it just became a passive income stream for me. Um, this gym's a little bit different. Um, I bought this gym two weeks before COVID hit. Uh, so I bought the gym and we closed doors immediately. Um, 
So that was not planned. Um, but you know, it was, everything actually worked out for the best. Um, given the circumstances with our old building and our old lease, it actually gave us the time to not have to pay rent through COVID Mm -hmm. because our lease was up. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this building that we're in now is actually 800 meters from our old location. Okay. Uh, exactly 800 meters. Mm-hmm. This is our one mile route was actually to this building and back. <laughs> um, and uh, this place popped up and we were lucky enough to, to get in at a really, really good rate for the square footage. Um, but my goal for this was more of a passion project. Um, I've always run them from like a business standpoint. And this one for me was going to be more fun. Um, and some give myself the ability to enjoy the community and actually be a part of it as opposed to uh, being a little bit more standoffish and right. kind of separating myself from the gym and from the community itself, uh, knowing that I was probably going to be there for six months, eight months, and then hand it back over to former management and say, I fixed this, don't break it. Um, this is, you know, my long-term play. This is where I, I plan on staying, you know, for the, the rest of my days. So, awesome. you know, this is more of a, a community-fueled passion project, just trying to have some fun. And Monica and Wes, what, what's that big picture like for you? What, you know, made you to d- dive into gym ownership, um, you know, less than a year ago? I would agree with kind of what Marvin said. We've just been a part of Goliath for so many years that when the opportunity came along, it almost was a no it just made sense for us. It was a no-brainer, exactly. And I just can't imagine being anywhere else. And we spend so many hours of our day here. I started at Goliath. I was pregnant. And now I have an almost seven-year-old. And he's grown up in the gym. He wants to do CrossFit. Everybody knows our youngest kid. He's <laughs> kind of like the gym mascot. mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Never-ending yeah. energy. I mean, you know, he comes in here every day. He knows all of the members. And it's, you know, where 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 is Keels? Everyone wants to know where he is. And, you know, that feeling that we've had being here so long and our kids growing up in this gym, it means a lot. And a lot of the members we've gotten to know very well. And the previous owners we still you know, I still visit with and talk with them, you know, on a weekly basis. It's, it is passion. It's a hobby, but it's, it's a love of this space and the people that make up what CrossFit Goliath encompasses. That's really what it's about, about for me. It, I mean, it's truly a labor of love. It, it wasn't about the money for us. I mean, yeah. it certainly would be nice to have a passive source of income, you know, uh, to set those up to help down the road, but right, right. money's just icing on the cake. All right. Well, awesome, you guys. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yes. Yeah, CFGoliath.com. Check us out. We've got free week trial. So if you're around the Raleigh area, come check us out. Get you get you a whole week, and give you the the more than the best hour of your day. We're on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm trying to think how else you can look us up. <laughs> yes, you guys, CrossFit Goliath. I absolutely appreciate your time today. 
Um, I look forward to seeing what you guys could accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.